Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The media has been completely silent as the Biden administration has done something they said was inhumane that should be uh, considered war crimes. I'm not joking that there should be war crimes against people that do that, that this is violation of human rights abuses at the U.N. What am I referring to? I'm referring to the Biden administration now, quote, illegally holds unaccompanied migrant children. That is what the Border Patrol Union is now saying. Remember the whole kids in cages, right? Remember that, like separating parents from the kids and and these holding these kids in cages and this whole entire uh, media outrage that Donald Trump should be tried for war crimes. This is against human rights violations. The U.N. should be uh, involved. And they started condemning it. These cages, quote unquote, were actually built and used by none other than Barack Obama. And there was no outrage when Barack Obama was doing this. Guess what? The media is now silent again as Biden illegally holds unaccompanied migrant children. That is what the Border Patrol Union has now said. The mainstream media is silent as the Biden administration holds unaccompanied migrant children in Border Patrol custody longer than legally allowed. The head of the Border Patrol Union stated the minors are being held in the same quote unquote cages. The media and the Democratic politicians criticized the Trump administration for and said that they were in violation of human rights and that they should lose their jobs and be charged with crimes. National Border Patrol Council President Brandon Judge said that as of Monday, Border Patrol officials held more than 800 unaccompanied alien children in custody. Despite the legal requirements to release the children to other federal agencies within 72 hours, 
More than 212 remain in custody longer than the legal limit. Now, the White House press secretary, you know, the woman that speaks for the president of the United States of America, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris, the woman that said putting kids in cages was inhumane and war crimes and all this other crap, right? That they they freaked out. The same cages and the same policy that the Trump administration inherited and the cages that the Trump administration inherited from, you guessed it, Joe Biden and Barack Obama's administration. And then only because there was a new president did people freak out and say, this is inhumane, human rights abuses, blah, 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 blah. They're now using those cages again. And there was a question that was asked of the White House press secretary, the woman who speaks for the president. And she clashed with Fox News, Peter Ducey, over the Biden administration's immigration policies and these cages, by the way, being used. Take a listen. Thank you, Jen. A few uh, on immigration really quick. Merrick Garland was asked yesterday if illegal entry at the border should remain a crime. And he said, I haven't thought about that question. Does President Biden believe that illegal entry at the border should remain a crime moving forward? Well, I, I think he was at, being asked as uh, the attorney general, the future attorney general. I think he's looking to head to be confirmed uh, of the United States. And if he wants to make considerations independently, he can certainly do that. Uh, but the president's spoken to this, and we believe in abiding by our laws. As you know, there, of course, is a process underway at the Department of Homeland Security to, uh, re, uh, to take a fresh look at prioritization uh, and who uh, is detained and who is sent back home. Uh, so that is something happening from the Department of Homeland Security. But uh, again, if he's going to lead an independent Justice Department and it's his prerogative to take a look at, uh, you know, any policies under their purview. And to that point, why is the Biden administration reopening a temporary facility for migrant children in Texas? Well, um, first, uh, the policy of this administration, as you all well know, but just for others, is not to expel unaccompanied children who arrive at the border. Uh, and the process, how it works, is that uh, Customs and Border Control uh, con uh, continue to transfer unaccompanied children to the HHS Office of Refugee Resettlement. That can take a couple of days. I just want to give this context because people need to understand the process. But because of COVID-19 protocols, uh, the like social distancing requirements, the capacity to existing Office of Refugee... Hold on, time out real, real quick. The BS that we're having to walk through, the, the amount of SHI, you know what that we're having to walk through right now is, is amazing. So let me get this straight. The White House is now saying it's okay to put kids in the cages that, that, that Joe Biden and Barack Obama built that they said were human rights violations, inhumane, and war crimes. Some of the left said that. To use them and demanded that the Trump administration stop using them. And, and they camped out down there and they cried at the wall and they tried to help the kids out and gave them water. Remember all that, AOC and all that crap that happened. Remember, remember all of that. Don't forget any of that. You're saying now that it's okay to use those cages and put them in these trailers, like a trailer, like a, a shipping container, and reopen them up. And you're using the excuse of COVID-19. That's now why you can do this. You're allowed to pull it off because of COVID-19. Well, that's new. Hold on. The BS gets even better. 
refugee resettlement shelters has been significantly reduced because of course you can't have a child in every bed. Um, there needs to be spacing and we abide by those spacing to protect the kids um, who are um, living in those facilities for a short period of time. And to ensure the health and safety of these kids, HHS took steps to open an emergency facility to add capacity where these children can be provided the care they need while they are safely, before they are safely placed with families and sponsors. So it's a temporary reopening during COVID-19. Our intention is very much to close it, but we want to ensure that we can follow COVID, COVID protocols uh, as, we, uh, as, we, as unaccompanied minors come into the United States. But it's the same facility that was open for a month in the Trump administration, summer 2019. That is when Joe Biden said, under Trump, there have been horrifying scenes at the border of kids being kept in cages. And Kamala Harris said, uh, basically, babies in cages is a human rights abuse being committed by the United States government. So how is this any different than that? We very much feel that way. Uh, and so the, these are facilities, let me, be, let me be clear here. One, there's a pandemic going on. I'm sure you're not suggesting that we have children right next to each other uh, in ways that are not COVID safe, are you? I'm suggesting that Kamala Harris said that this facility, putting people in this facility was a human rights abuse committed by the United States government. And Joe Biden said, under Trump, there have been horrifying scenes of border uh, at the border of kids being kept in cages. Now it's not under Trump; it's under Biden. This is not kids being kept in cages. This is this is kids. This is a facility that was opened that's going to follow the same standards as other HHS facilities. It is not a replication. Certainly not. That's that is never our intention of replicating the immigration policies of the past administration, but we are in a circumstance where we are not going to expel unaccompanied minors at the border. That would be inhumane. That is not what we are going to do here as an administration. So we'll stick them in cages. That, okay, got it. We'll stick them in cages. We're not going to we're not going to turn them back and send them home. No, we're going to stick them in in shipping containers. And it's okay for us to do this even though we've said it's a human rights abuse, human rights violation. They, 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 they refer to them as concentration camps before, right? That these are war crimes types of abuse of these children at the border, even though they're the ones that built the damn things. Referring to the Biden-Obama administration. And the White House press secretary is sitting there trying to tell you that it's okay to, to, to do these human rights violations in the name of COVID. We need to find places that are safe under COVID protocols for kids to be, where they can have access to education, health and mental services, consistent with their best interests. Our goal is for them to then uh, be transferred to families or sponsors. So this is our effort to ensure that kids are treated are not clo in close proximity and that we are abiding by the health and safety standards that uh, the government has been set out. Wow, that's a whole lot of BS, isn't it? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Wow, that is a whole lot of BS, isn't it? I mean, just totally changing the rules, making it up, because now we're back in charge of the cages that we built and the, and the shipping containers that we bought, and we're throwing these kids in there. But don't worry, the policy is now no longer a human rights violation because we're doing it to protect them, we're claiming from COVID. I rarely, in fact, this may be the first time ever that I actually agree with AOC. Yeah, AOC has come out today demanding that ICE and the Department of Homeland Security. She says, well, I sort of agree with her, and, 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 and you'll understand why in a moment. She's saying, demanding that the Department of Homeland Security and ICE should be abolished because of the use of these cages. And the U.S., she says, should lets in climate refugees and radical plan to see anger-centrist Democrats have to eat their own words. This is not a joke. AOC is demanding the Department of Homeland Security and Immigration and Customs Enforcement be abolished. She said the Department of Homeland Security shouldn't exist. Agencies should be reorganized. ICE got to go, she says. Ban for profit detention centers create climate refugee status, and more. So now she says you should be able to come to America in the name of climate change. I'm not kidding. Now, this demand came as she, and this is the part I agree with AOC on, she blasted President Joe Biden's administration for reopening these concentration camps, as she's called them. A temporary influx center is how the White House is spinning it. For unaccompanied minors in Texas, they opened the same damn things they said you couldn't have open because it was inhumane. It was child abuse and it was war crimes and and, and violation of people's human rights to even have these things. She says, quote, this has never been okay. It is not okay. Never will be okay, no matter the administration or the party. The Washington Post, by the way, I, I love the hypocrisy of the Washington Post. They reported Uh, This week that the center in Carrizo Springs, Texas, will hold up to 700 children ages 13 through 17 who arrive in the United States alone. But here's the best part about what they've said. The best part about how the media is falling all over themselves to protect the Biden-Harris administration 
is the way that they are actually reporting on this. So Joe Biden is, and this is a fact, keeping kids in cages. He's also keeping kids in shipping containers. Where is the outrage? The Washington Post headline says this. First migrant facility for children opens under Biden. That's their headline. That is their headline. You want to know what they said when Donald Trump was in office? They said Donald Trump was putting kids in cages. Yeah. Here's another headline for you. CBS News. They're now getting in on the act. Quote, U.S. shelters for migrant children near maximum capacity as border crossings increase. They're now calling them shelters, what they refer to as cages, because it's the same damn facility. They said it was inhumane. They said it was human rights violations. They said it was human rights abuses. They said it was a concentration camp. The same newspapers that said that about the same exact facilities. I want to make this clear. This is not two separate facilities. It's the same damn place. It's the same exact facility, folks. It's the same house. Imagine imagine a house being called a crack house, and then all of a sudden the next day they call it a church. And you're like, no, it's still a crack house. No, 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 we've decided it's a church today. Imagine a whorehouse being a whorehouse, and then they say a couple hours later, no, no, no we're going to rebrand it as a, as a, a, a women's um, mission compound, and therefore it changes it, right, even though it's still a whorehouse. Or, or better yet, you say, hey, this whorehouse is no longer a whorehouse. We've rebranded it as a single mother's compound. Does it make it any less of a whorehouse? My point is, if you were going to say that last year that this was a concentration camp, and the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that, and that human rights abuses were taking place in these, in these concentration camps, I'm using their words, then how can you use the same damn building for the same exact thing and now rebrand it as... In their words, okay, because this is their words. This is their spin. How can you now claim that it is a migrant facility for children being opened? How can CBS News call it a, a shelter for migrant children when last year you said it was a concentration camp? The only thing that changed was the president of the United States of America and the leadership. That's it. And they're using the same damn thing. They're also calling it a homestead facility in Miami, Florida, that was also reopened for overflow, which they referred to as a concentration camp when Donald Trump was the president. Government officials pointed out that the Health and Human Services facility, quote, is being used to accommodate young people amid the COVID-19 pandemic. So let's just use COVID to cover up the fact that we're using the same exact places for the same exact thing that we said you couldn't use it for, and there was a human rights abuse. I'm waiting for the U.N. to come out and condemn Joe Biden for this, right? I'm waiting for the U.N. to come out and demand that these things be shut down immediately. AOC, again, I love quoting her when every once in a while she says something that I agree with. It's only two months into this administration and our fraught, unjust immigration system will not transform will not transform in that time. That's why bold reimagination is so important, she says. In other words, she's saying, Joe Biden, you're full of crap. I, I can't disagree with her on that. I I, I can't. Far less congresswoman is also pushing a proposal by fellow Democratic representative Jayapal demanding the U.S. let in refugees fleeing an area due to climate change. They've now decided to call them climate refugees. So, 
and again, this is liberal logic. You want people to be able to come to our border and get in indefinitely because you say you're from coming from an area that's dealing with climate change. And you also want to blast the administration for reopening these cages and shipping container rooms for unaccompanied minors in Carrizo Springs, Texas, and another shelter in Miami that you're now calling a homestead. Quote, this is not okay. Never has been okay. Never will be okay, no matter the administration or party. I cannot disagree with her on that hypocrisy of the media. Do I think the Department of Homeland Security should exist? Of course. Do I think ICE needs to exist? Of course. But the point that AOC is making here, that this is a, this is total BS. And she and by the way, she needs to start calling out the media. The Washington Post tweeted out, first migrant facility for children open under Biden. She writes, it's not okay, never okay, never will be okay, no matter the administration or party. And she's right. If you're going to be consistent with this as a concentration camp, then you need to be consistent with it's a concentration camp. Second thing I have to cover today, because I cannot let this go. There has been a hearing going on all week long about the insurrection at the Capitol on January the 6th. And now we have the Democratic Party saying we're going to have a 9-11 commission to investigate this. And the world is ending because of January the 6th. And we got to take away conservatives from TV. They're now demanding that, that Viacom and Comcast and Xfinity and AT&T uh, get rid of, of Fox News and OAN and Newsmax saying you can't allow them to have Uh, Their propaganda on the airwaves, they sent that letter. One of the Democrats' narratives went up in flames. The now-fired ex-Capitol Police Chief, Stephen Sun, says he had intel that Antifa was part of the January 6th attacks. Nobody in the media, by the way, is covering this. This is the Capitol Hill hearing on January the 6th, and the ex-Capitol Police Chief, dropped a bombshell on lawmakers on Tuesday in his opening statement during a hearing before the Senate Rules and Homeland Security Committees. Mr. Sun testified that according to intelligence gathered by law enforcement groups, members of the Proud Boys, white supremacy group, Antifa, and other extremist groups were expected to participate on January the 6th and that they may be inclined inclined to become violent. Well, that's kind of important. The Democratic media completely ignored eyewitness accounts detailing how Black Bloc Antifa terrorists infiltrated the peaceful MAGA demonstrations. According to a former FBI agent on the ground at the U.S. Capitol, at least one busload of Antifa goons infiltrated the Trump rally as part of the false flag operation, he said. Senator Ron Johnson, Republican from Wisconsin on Tuesday, entered into the record this testimony of eyewitnesses' accounts from Michael Waller detailing how he saw agent provocateurs at the Capitol. He said, I saw these people who were there for no other reason but to be agitators. Now, Michael Waller, a senior analyst for strategy at the Center for Security Policy, specializing in propaganda, political warfare, psychological warfare, and subversion, said he was at the Capitol on January the 6th, and he witnessed, quote, plainclothes militants, militant aggressive men, and Donald Trump and MAGA gear at a front line police line at the base of the temporary presidential inauguration platform. He said he saw scattered groups of men exhorting the marchers to gather closely and tightly towards the center of the outside of the Capitol building and prevent them from leaving. He said he saw fake Trump protesters, young men wearing MAGA or MAGA hats backwards 
who did not fit in with the rest of the crowd in terms of their actions and demeanor, who clearly he presumed to be Antifa or other leftist agitators, and a column of organized, disciplined men wearing similar but not ideological camouflage uniforms and black gear, some with helmets and GoPro cameras or wearing subdued Punisher skull patches. Well-known Antifa insurgent leader, John Earl Sullivan was arrested in Utah after the Capitol riots. Antifa protester John Sullivan was caught on video posing as a Trump supporter during the riot at the U.S. Capitol on January the 6th. Despite all the reports indicating that Antifa played a role in the January 6th riots, the media is continuing to blame Donald Trump, saying this is only Trump supporters. Stephen Sun's testimony on Tuesday poked more holes in this Democratic media narrative that the riot was, quote, all Donald Trump's fault, all Trump's fault. Take a listen to what he actually said. And the only body, only person I've seen so far that's covered this from the former U.S. Capitol Police chief in charge on January the 6th, the Capitol, is C-SPAN. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to testify before your two committees regarding the attack on the United States Capitol that occurred January 6th. I have been in policing for almost 30 years. The events I witnessed on January 6th was the worst attack on law enforcement and our democracy that I have seen in my entire career. I witnessed insurgents beating police officers with fists, pipes, sticks, bats, metal barricades, and flagpoles. These criminals came prepared for war. They came with their own radio system to coordinate the attack and climbing gear and other equipment to defeat the Capitol's security features. I am sickened by what I witnessed that day. Our officers fought valiantly using batons, shields, chemical munitions, and pepper ball guns to hold back the attackers. Capitol Police and responding law enforcement agencies showed tremendous restraint by not using their firearms, which would have likely led to a more chaotic situation and a possible mass casualty incident. No civilian law enforcement agency, to include the United States Capitol Police, is trained or equipped to repel an insurrection of thousands of individuals focused on breaching a building at all costs. I am extremely proud and appreciative of the Capitol Police officers, the Metropolitan Police Department, and the other law enforcement agencies that came to our assistance. A clear lack of accurate and complete intelligence across several federal agencies contributed to this event and not poor planning by the United States Capitol Police. We rely on accurate information from our federal partners to help us develop effective security plans. The intelligence that we based our planning on indicated that the January 6th protests were expected to be similar to the previous MAGA rallies in 2020, which drew tens of thousands of participants. The assessment indicated that members of the Proud Boys, white supremacist groups, Antifa, and other extremist groups were expected to participate on January 6th and that they may be inclined to become violent. Based on the intelligence that we received, we plan for an increased level of violence at the Capitol and that some participants may be armed. But none of the intelligence we received predicted what actually occurred. Extensive preparations were put into place for January 6th that included the full activation of the department, intelligence and information sharing with our federal and local partners and department officials, implementing a significant enhancement for member protection, extensive operational enhancements to include significant civil disobedience deployment and an expanded perimeter. We also distributed additional protective equipment for our officers, 
and coordinated, and coordinated outside agency support. As recent as Tuesday, January 5th, during a meeting I hosted with my executive team, the Capitol Police Board, and a dozen of the top law enforcement and military officials from D.C., no entity, including the FBI, provided any new intelligence regarding January 6th. It should be no also noted that the Secretary of Homeland Security did not issue an elevated or imminent alert in reference to the events at the United States Capitol on January 6th. Wow, isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing that he says everything that he just said there and nobody in the media seems to be wanting to cover this? Like, like media totally silence over this? Pretty impressive, isn't it? I mean, it's just, oh yeah, it's just, you know, no big deal. His testimony right there that you just heard is telling you that you got a bunch of people that were in this group. Bunch of people in this group they clearly were not Trump supporters, and nobody's covering it. Telling you that there's a clear lack of accurate and complete intelligence across several federal agencies contributed to this event. Not poor planning by the United States Capitol Police. You'd think somebody would want to report on this, wouldn't you? No one is, because it doesn't fit the narrative. Remember, this has to be Trump supporters and Trump supporters only. We can't tell the truth. That's not our job. We're the media. Our job is to tell you that Donald Trump, orange man, and his supporters are evil white supremacists that should be silenced. And we should take away the ability for CNN or excuse me, for Fox News, for Newsmax and OAN to exist. And then we'll go after talk radio and then we'll go after podcasts and we'll make sure that none of these SOBs have an outlet to say anything that we disagree with. The facts are coming out and the media is refusing to cover it. Ask yourself why. Don't forget, please, make sure you tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, we do everything we can every day to get all the best information out there for you. So make sure you share this with your family and friends. Please make sure wherever you're listening to this podcast, you write us a good review, a five-star review to help us in the charts because that's how more people find this podcast. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a great day. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.